This is the Yoga Off the Mat podcast, a space you can learn how to deepen your connection with yourself, to live a fulfilled, passionate, and authentic life using the lessons from the mat. I'm your guide, host, and teacher, Amber Hackberg, and I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so that you can embody the practice of yoga and live your yoga on and off the mat. Hey, hey, welcome back or welcome here. The Yoga Off the Mat podcast with Amber Hagberg for episode number seven. Today, we'll be diving into the lessons that we can bring from our yoga mat, from our yoga practices, and how we can weave them into our life off the mat. I'm currently in preparation to launch the podcast to get it out into the public for more people to hear. And in that, I'm doing a free three-day training in my private Facebook group. If you're not already in that group, head over there now. It's the Live Your Yoga Community, or you can find it by going to www.facebook.com slash groups yoga for inner peace. Again, that's www.facebook.com slash groups slash yoga for inner peace. Today, I want to give you some actionable tools and tips that you can begin to take the lessons that we find on our yoga mat through movement, through meditation, through reflection, and begin to weave them into your life so that you can see what does it mean to live your yoga? What does it mean to take yoga from the mat and engrave it into our lives off the mat? So we'll begin with pillar number one in my Live Your Yoga mentorship, which is vitality calibration. What is vitality calibration? It is increasing your vital life force so that you're more magnetic, you feel more alive, and you have more energy. And what does that bring us? What is vitality calibration? You could also think of it as the yoga asanas or the yoga postures. It's what we know so commonly today in the Western world, like Bikram yoga, hot yoga, Anyasarya yoga, hatha yoga, vinyasa yoga. It is the postures and the movement. And three main benefits that we receive when we get onto our mats, when we move our bodies, are we build strength, we increase our flexibility, and we're able to find more balance left to right, eyes open, eyes closed. And so how can we apply the strength that we build in the postures and and weave that into our lives off the mat? So strength being the ability to hold challenging postures, standing postures, arm balances, getting deep into a hip opening posture or longer holds. <laughs> if you practice yoga and any teacher has been like, hold this plank, take a big breath, smile, it's bow pose, and really pushing your limits and you're starting to sweat and you're like, did she forget that we're still here? That strength that endurance. It's getting you more alive and more connected to the power that you hold when you can be in those challenging moments and simply just be there, which might actually not be so simple. But what does holding that warrior two for two minutes or 
going through the vinyasa or holding plank pose? How can we take that endurance, that strength that we've built, the power that we've cultivated, and weave that into our life off of the mat? One way is by setting boundaries. Do you struggle with saying no to others in order to say yes to yourself? Do you know where your energy begins and ends? Or do you find it challenging to say yes to yourself because you're so busy saying yes to everyone else? This is the strength that it gives you to say, no, this is me. This is what I need. I can't do that right now. I'm sorry. Or I'm not so sorry. I'm honoring myself. So setting boundaries. And then another way is competence. When you're able to hold these strong, challenging postures, one day being able to do a posture that you couldn't do a week ago, a month ago, or a year ago, you get stronger. And you start to believe in the impossible because you've been practicing doing it on your yoga mat. And so thinking of your life and and off the mat, where do you need more confidence? Is it quitting a job to go after the job, the career, the path that you really want? Is it leaving a relationship that's no longer serving you? Where in your life do you need more confidence to believe that you can do anything you put your mind to? We learn this on the yoga mat through holding postures, going longer than we did yesterday, doing the impossible. And I think about it a lot when I moved from Colorado to Costa Rica. I use those like lessons from not being able to do a handstand, from not being able to endure an hour and 90, an hour and 30 minute class, a 90 minute class. It gave me the strength. It gave me the confidence to do something where I didn't know if it was possible. I'd never done it before. In the same way that when we go into a posture that we'd never done before and we do it, it's like, whoa, what the heck am I capable of? And so building confidence on the mat so that you can take the impossible things in your mind that just don't seem possible. You're like, whoa, I just did it. And then we can move into flexibility. So every day that we get onto our mat and we work to stretch, we'll find tighter areas of the body than others, of course. And then eventually we get a little bit more flexible, a little bit more open in those tighter places, those little cobwebbed places. You may know what I'm talking about if you've ever tried the splits, gone into pigeon pose, tried to open your hamstrings in a forward fold. But as we become more flexible in our bodies... How can we become more flexible in our life off the mat? Are you someone that wants to control everything? Like if you plan your day and the day doesn't go as you planned, do you lose it? Or are you able to find mental flexibility where you become more adaptable and you begin to practice letting go of those things that you simply just can't control? Things that don't go your way. We can become more flexible in our lives off the mat as we begin to adapt to changes with more ease and more grace. Like the time that you're able to get deeper into your Hanuman, your half splits, your full splits. 
maybe like today you're in Ardhanamanasana, half splits pose. And in a year from now, there's no timeline. All of a sudden you're in Hanumanasana, full splits. How does that flexibility in your physical body mirror back to you in your life off the mat? I used to be so attached to my way. I had these blinders on that were so tight that I couldn't see outside of my vision. And it caused so much suffering when things didn't go as I planned. And if you're like me, you know that like, Life just unfolds and some things don't go the way we planned. The universe, God's source, takes us in a different direction that we couldn't have foreseen. And that flexibility that we discover on the mat gives us more peace and freedom when we get off of the mat to be more mentally flexible. Then we can use number three, balance. Balancing on the left foot, balancing on the right foot, balancing with our eyes open or our eyes closed, doing the right side and the left side. If you've been practicing yoga for a while, you may find that the left side just is tighter than the right. No matter how much yoga you practice, it's like this side is always tighter, but we're still working to find the balance. And so when you think about balance and you take that balance with you off of the yoga mat, What is your relationship to foods and what you eat? Do you find balance with eating healthy, nutrient-dense foods and sometimes balancing it out with eating a little ice cream, having some chocolate, going for the more sugary ending? Can you find the balance in foods, what you eat and how you eat? Can you find more balance with work, friends, and family? Are you someone that overworks? Are you someone that overgives, overdoes? What is your relationship to taking time for yourself and taking time for others? And how can you find the balance between doing and being? So being active, doing yoga, going to work, getting things on your to-do list, and then simply just doing nothing. I know forever, like when I moved to Costa Rica, it's the land of Pura Vida, slow down. Everyone's always late and I'm always 15 minutes early and I moved here like I'm going to slow down, Pura Vida, tranquilo, be quiet. And I was like, holy moly, I took myself with me and I'm just going, 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 busy bee, the hummingbird. And so what I've learned is that it's okay to be on the beach and read a book and not feel guilty. It's okay to have a day of Netflix and think about nothing. That's the balance that being on the right foot, the left foot, the right side, the left side, eyes open, eyes closed has taught me. So for you, my invitation, pillar number one, vitality calibration. How can you bring more strength, flexibility, and balance into your life? If you're in a place right now, grab your journal and ask, write down, how can I bring more strength, boundaries, and confidence into my life? How can I find more mental flexibility when things don't go as planned? Where can I find balance between giving and receiving, doing and being? Let those be contemplations for you. And then go get on your yoga mat. If you'd like, head over to my YouTube channel, Amber Hagberg, and flow with me. 
then we dive into pillar number two, mindful moments. This is part of my program where we meditate, we practice breathing, and we journal. Self-study, self-reflection, or aka just sitting and being with yourself. You are the number one relationship that you have. It's the closest relationship that you'll ever have. How are you nourishing it? How are you loving it? I know, again, for me, I speak of me because I know this so well, but I used to run, not actually run, but I used to stay so busy that I didn't know how to be with myself. I was on my computer. I was with my friends. I was with my boyfriend. I was working and it was like, here yoga came and it was like, sit, be with yourself, do nothing at all. And I was like, it didn't matter how far I ran or how busy I stayed. I always ended up with myself. And so this is what really allowed me to deepen and strengthen the relationship with myself and cultivate a love towards and with myself. And the things that we can learn when we sit with ourselves. Three things that I'll suggest. Concentration, focus, inner peace, and calm. So how can we apply the concentration focus and inner peace to our lives. Concentration being bringing your awareness to breath, bringing your awareness to heart, whatever it is that you're focusing on. It's going to give you the ability to start and finish tasks so that you can increase and build your productivity rather than starting and unfinishing all these different projects. When we bring our awareness to one point, we're strengthening our ability and our muscle to concentrate. So when we get off the yoga mat, we can create a list of things to do and get it done. Not only does concentration give us the ability to strengthen and build productivity, but it allows us to be more present. Are you, when you're with your family, your friends, or at work, are you actually there present? Or are you busy thinking about what you need to do next? Because when we practice meditating, breathing, being here in the moment with ourselves, we practice strengthening the muscle of concentration so that when we're with our family, when we're at work, when we're with ourselves, we can fully be there. Presence. Then we move into focus. When you're able to focus, tunnel vision onto your breath, counting the breath, or your meditation being with one point, one concentration, one focal point, it gives you the power to create and set goals that you can achieve because you know how to focus. You've been training the mind to bring your awareness to one thing and then taking action towards it. When you can focus, you can manage time. Who here doesn't need better time management? So as you practice mindful moments and you strengthen the muscle, the ability to focus, you can manage your time. So that it's not that you have more time in the day. We all have 24 hours. It's what are you going to do with that 24 hours and focus in on it? Write it down, set a goal, and then get it done. Thirdly, when we sit with ourselves, when we breathe and when we contemplate, when we connect to ourselves, 
we tap into inner peace and calm. This is a state that you can call upon at any given time. It's always there. It's just a matter of you're using the tools to take yourself to that state. When you're able to cultivate a sense of inner peace, like for example, have you ever dropped so deep into a shavasana that you literally just lost track of time? Or what about a meditation where you're like, okay, that was five minutes, but really it was 20. We don't always get to that space. We're so busy. But when we do the sense of inner peace and calm that we cultivate, it's like, I want to go there. It's that yoga high that we can cultivate through practice. And as we do, we tap into the parasympathetic nervous system. This is the rest and digest part of our nervous system where we can relax deeply and the mind is calm. We cultivate this sense of stillness within our thoughts where we have the power, say that again, we have the power to respond to our life rather than react. If you're someone that finds yourself like, I'm guilty of reacting, saying something that you didn't mean. And then later on being like, oh, why did I say that? Because there wasn't that ability for you to pause, the space between. This is what mindful moments gives us, the ability to sit with ourselves and be able to respond to life in stressful situations. And what happens then is surrender. Surrender to the things you simply just cannot control. When we do, when we surrender and we give ourselves full permission, we can be with our emotions and allow anger, jealousy, sadness, happiness, joy, bliss, ananda, be there. We surrender to whatever it brings because when we're sitting in meditation, when we're breathing, every single day is different. And when we allow every single day to be different, we welcome the good and the bad, the happy and the sad, the dark and the light as equally as possible. Because we get to witness how every single day changes through our mindful moments practice. And so you can take what you learn in meditation, breathing exercises, journaling, in your mindful moments, pillar number two, and incorporate that into your life off the mat. Again, another moment to journal or write down some questions is, what do you need more of? Concentration, focus, inner peace. And is that going to motivate you now to take those lessons AKA meditate a little bit more, start your daily 15 minute, 10 minute yoga practice, and then cultivate more focus, more concentration, and more inner peace into your life off of the mat. Which takes us to pillar number three, and this one is my favorite. Hello, Live Your Yoga Community Facebook group. This is what makes me so happy. Handheld community of support that you are not alone in this journey. I remember growing up all the way until I was 18 years old, I fit in nowhere. I was going to basketball tryouts. I was going to hang out in this group and hang out in that group and try this circle. And I didn't fit in anywhere. I fit in nowhere. It's like, where's my tribe? Until I found yoga and it was like, I was no longer quote unquote, trying to fit into some group. I was just simply myself and they accepted me. How cool is that? And so what I love is that find your tribe, your home studio. Because when I found my yoga circle, it was my coming home to family where I felt like I belonged. I felt like I was understood and I didn't need to put on any masks. Actually, I was able to take off all the masks and just 
be myself. How amazing was that? And so that's what I've been wanting to create. Um, Leading yoga teacher trainings around the world, retreats, and now having an online community where we come together and support each other. It's like, you can come to this community and ask honest questions. That doesn't mean that we're always going to tell you, yes, go for it. It means sometimes getting called out on your bullshit and just saying, hey, like, are you really living your truth? Is that coming from the depth of your heart or are you holding back somewhere? Is there something that you're resisting? And so it's getting honest advice because you have the right people in your corner. It's having somewhere to go when you are in a moment of transition. So many women come into this program, the Live Your Yoga Mentorship, at a time where they're going through a divorce, a career shift, um, their children are moving away from home, and it's this time of like recreating, and so needing that shoulder to cry on, and coming into a space where you feel understood, and where strangers become family, and where someone you didn't know becomes the person that you can lean on. And to know that you can show up exactly as you are. There's nothing that you need to change, but being you is all that you have to do. And in that, all that you have to do is like come together. And so to live your yoga here on and off the mat in a handheld community of support, it's to know that you can be held accountable, that you'll be understood, and that you have someone in your corner to refer back to, to get advice, to have support. And as we bring these three pillars together, we get to truly know what it means to take yoga from the mat and incorporate it into our everyday life through relating to ourselves and to others. This is the power of making yoga so much more than an exercise. I was saying this in the three-day event in my Facebook group. It's if you're doing yoga for exercise, that's great. It's exercise. But yoga is so much more philosophical, so much more of a way in which you think and a way in which you act. And so I would really love for you to, to sit with this and see like, what is it that you need most? Do you need more? Right now, vitality calibration, more movement. Do you need more time to sit and be with yourself? Or are you craving community to come together and be in circle, to be seen and to be held? And that's going to change and shift moment to moment, day to day, year to year, as what you need changes and shifts. And this is the self-love practice. This is the honoring, prioritizing you practices. What do I need right now? And letting that be the change and shift as you your needs change and shift. So before we end this podcast episode today, I would love to share with you a simple breathing exercise called Nadi Sodana. And it's a balancing, balancing the left and right side of the body, the feminine and the masculine. So as you're ready, find a comfortable seat. I always prefer to sit up onto a bolster, block, or blanket. You want your hips higher than your knees. For Siddhasana, bend your knees and bring one ankle in front of the other. Get heavy in your legs. 
From your hips to your shoulders, create length as you place your hands onto your thighs just above your knees where your elbows can relax back by your ribcage. With your eyes closed, soften the muscles of your face, but lift your heart towards your chin as you tuck your chin into your chest. Lift your right hand. Bring your pointer finger and your middle finger to the palm of your hand. Bend your ring finger so that your ring finger and your pinky finger are in one line. Place your right thumb to your right nostril, your ring finger and your pinky finger to your left nostril. Keep your fingers here on the crook of your nose without pressing down, just keep them here the entire time. Take a breath in through your nose, out through your nose, Slightly restrict the back of your throat to connect to ujjayi breath. Plug your right nostril, inhale through your left. Plug your left nostril, exhale through your right. Inhale through your right nostril. Plug your right nostril, exhale through your left. Inhale through your left nostril. Plug your left nostril, exhale through your right. Inhale through your right nostril. Plug your right nostril, exhale through your left. Inhale through your left nostril. Plug your left, exhale through your right. Inhale through your right. Plug your right nostril, exhale through your left. Release your right hand down and come back to natural breathing in and out of your nose. Just bring your awareness to your breathing now. Naturally, the mind will wander and shift. Do your best to just be here. You were active in listening the first part of this practice, this podcast, the doing. And now my invitation for you is to be here with breath to the best of your ability. Take another breath in, hold it at the top. If there's anything you're ready to let go of and release on the exhale, let it go. Inhale, open your eyes. 
and use this day to contemplate how you personally can take things from the mat that you've learned on your own and apply them to your life and situations off of the mat. And remember, at first this practice is about you. How can you be a better human? And then it's about we. The most special, the sacred relationship, the longest relationship that you're ever going to have in this world is the one that you have with yourself. Be with you throughout the day. Give to yourself more than you give to anyone else and notice how every relationship will begin to thrive and flourish as you make this about we. I'll see you in the next episode. And I want to thank you. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast. It's an honor to know that people are listening and gaining value while generating their own insights. For more actionable tools and practices, head over to my Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash groups slash yoga for inner peace to learn more practices that you can put into your toolbox to reduce stress, build confidence, and create a community of other women who are like you, wanting to better their lives, to better their communities. Thank you again for being here. And if you're on social, post a photo of you listening to this and tag me, Amber Hagberg, so we can hang out online and continue growing this relationship first from the inside and then from the outside. I'll see you on the next episode.